Hi, I'm Gordon. And I'm Fiona. We're from Gate Church International in Dundee, Scotland, and we'd like to welcome you to this week's podcast. Our goal here is growing people to bring Christ into our communities and to see you get connected with God, His people, and His purpose. We hope this message inspires you in your faith journey. Thank you. It's good to pray, it's good to worship, and it's good to hear the word as well. It's also good to welcome uh, one another in Christ. And what a precious thing it is to, to know Him, to know God. And to know Him is a powerful thing. When I first came to know Him, I was 18 years of age, and I didn't know Christ. I'd, I'd heard things about Jesus. I'd gone to Sunday school a few times when I was a kid, but I remember coming to know Him, and it was like the scales were lifted off my eyes, and I began to see things and understand things. I was told and informed that the Bible was a load of rubbish. It was full of nonsense. It was full of fairy tales. But when I began to read the Gospels for myself, something changed on the inside of me. And that was beginning to know God through Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah. But this morning, ladies and gentlemen, I want to preach to you this morning on knowing who you are and knowing where, or know, know who you are and know where you are going. Now, traditionally, people are taught to bring three point sermons, but I'm doing a two point sermon this morning. Now, these two points might have loads of points stacking up that point. But the point is, there might be a third point by the end of it. You never know. We'll see where we go on this preach this morning. <clears throat> so I want to share with you this morning on know who you are. And my prayer this morning is by the end of the sermon, some of you have confidence in the Word of God and confidence in who you are in Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm preaching to people here this morning some who are incredibly mature in the, in the faith, and some of you are wibbler-wobblers. Some of you are flipper-floppers. Some of you are struggling in your faith, and some of you are riddled with doubts. But by the grace of God here this morning, we will smash through some of these doubts, and we will break open some prison doors. And some of you who have, who've been held captive by doubts and fears for years, the doors will open and you will walk free in Jesus' name. Is that a good prayer? <clears throat> Come on. Let's all agree with that in Jesus' name. So, number one is we need to recognize that, you know, to know who we are, to know where we are going, our ID is challenged. Your ident ID is challenged, okay? Your ID, who you are, will always be challenged daily. Get used to it, Okay? The fight is on. If you think it's a one-day challenge, you're wrong. It's a daily challenge. Give us this day our daily bread. Why do we need daily bread? Because it's a, it's a daily challenge. So to get through the daily challenge, we need the Word. We need to be equipped. And this morning, I'm believing by faith, there'll be a little bit of equipping going on. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3. Let's do the next slide. And it says here in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? I want to inform you this morning, ladies and gentlemen, 
This is nothing new. Doubt is nothing new. A question mark over who you are and who God is is nothing new. It starts in the garden, and it starts with a serpent, the devil embroiled it as a snake. It starts with a manifestation of the question mark over what God has said to the man and the woman. And that's the biggest question mark right there. Has God said? And you'll find today the biggest question mark against God and against who you are is, has God said? Has He really said these things? Did God really inspire the Bible? Did God really create the earth? Did God make us in His image? Did God really do this? Did God really do that? It's a question mark against Him. But you see, the question mark against Him was a question mark that, that manifested within the first man and the first woman because they doubted and they believed His lie. And it wasn't even a lie, it was a twisted lie where he twisted what God had said and he placed doubt upon what God had said. So the woman and the man believed the serpent. And here's the thing this morning, we need to be sharp in our thinking. We need to be sharp as a tact. We need the word of truth to be powerful within us so when the word of the enemy comes against the word of who we are in Christ, we need to be equipped to know that this is wily. This is not a good question. This is a question mark against him and against me. I'm not doubting questions. There's sometimes good questions to be asked, but we need to know there's some questions that are a mark and an air of doubt upon us and upon who he, upon who he is. So we need to recognize that. Doubt about who he is makes me doubt about who I am in him. So doubt is like a vicious circle. It's like a snake. If I was to walk in here today and there was nine snakes wrapped around me, you'd be thinking, man, he's a nutter. Why has he got all these snakes wrapped around his legs, around his neck, around his arms? You'd think there's something wrong with that guy. Why is he allowing this? Why is he tolerating this? Why is he allowing these things to be wrapped around him? Why, ladies and gentlemen, in our minds we allow things to wrap itself around our mind, around our thinking? Why do we allow them in? It's human nature. We allow them in. But today we need to, we need to stop these things from embroiling our lives, these, these inherited doubts these things that wrap around us, these battles that we're going through. We need to recognize who we are in Him. We need to recognize who He is, but we need to know who we are. <clears throat> and we also need to know where we're going. So this morning, I want to look at a verse from Jesus where Jesus was challenged about being the Son of God. And even Jesus Himself went through an ID test there was a question mark over who he is or who he was back 2,000 years ago. And Jesus was baptized in obedience to the Father. And it says that when he came up from baptism, it says, a voice came from heaven and said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. That was what the Father spoke over Jesus. But let's look at Jesus' journey in the wilderness. Jesus goes off to fast for 40 days and 40 nights. And this is what the Bible says. We're going to read from Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus 
was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, if you are the Son of God. Do you hear the voice from the Garden of Eden? If you are the Son of God. It's a question mark over what is his ID. It's a question mark over who he is. There's a real questioning of Jesus, and it comes from the tempter. It comes from the devil, and he's questioning Jesus. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? You can tell I've been to too many football matches in my time. So he's questioning, who are you? Who are you? He was hungry for 40 days and 40 nights. Verse 4, Jesus answered. Listen to his answer. It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Talk about just being owned. The devil is just, I just owned them. You know, if Jesus was on Twitter, he said, just owned them. We selfie. Just owned them, boys. He's owned. Just got right, right back at you, Satan. You know, you can imagine the tweet. But there was no Twitter. There was no device. But So he just had to manage this by the power of the Spirit of God. So his ID, his identification, his, his, who he is, who are you, who are you, is being questioned by the enemy. Then part two, the devil comes back. Shaboom. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, question mark. You see the doubt. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down. And this is where he gets really wily. This is the devil in action. He quotes the Bible. Talk about wily. Talk about twisted. If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered, are you ready? Are you ready for the guy getting on, the devil getting on here? If you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written. Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Come on. Somebody just got owned right there. Isn't that powerful? Powerful. The Word of God has power. But here's the thing. Here's the clue. Jesus knew the Word. Jesus knew his treasury. Jesus knew the toolbox. Jesus knew the well. Jesus knew the loch or the lake or the river of knowledge. Jesus knew the Torah. Jesus knew the Scriptures. So he was equipped and he was empowered to answer in that moment. Isn't that powerful? I'm preaching to myself. I'm getting all excited. So Jesus Jesus answered him, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. I love it. Number three, uh, this is not point number three, this is number three of the first point. So again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all, all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan. Come on, who's got the authority? For it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve 
him only. And it says, then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. There's a clue in the fact that the devil didn't just come to Jesus once. He came to him thrice. Well, that's three times. It's an old-fashioned word. He came to him three times, and he attacked him. But here's the thing. Jesus resisted the ID test. Jesus passed the ID, ID test. Who are you? 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 There's question mark over Jesus. But Jesus passed the ID test. Isn't that wonderful to know? He's done it so we can do it too. He's done it for us and our ID is in him. Do you know the next verse in Matthew? I love it in the Gospels. It says the headline before the next bit was Jesus begins to preach. Isn't that awesome? Jesus begins to preach. So he goes through this intense season of 40 days and 40 nights. The devil comes to him and he goes through this intense spiritual testing. But at the end of it, he comes out and he preaches, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Isn't that awesome? So something that seems so far, he was embroiled in something one day and the next day he's off preaching the word. Ladies and gentlemen, there's times and there's seasons where you'll be attested over your ID, who you are in Jesus Christ. And it will be intense. It will be heavy, revy. It will be like dark clouds over your life. And you'll think, oh my gosh, am I going to come through this season? But the good news is, you will come through that season. When your ID is questioned, know who you are in Him. Know who you are. Here's the key. Don't stay in the temptation. Make your stand in knowing who you are in Jesus Christ. And you are a son. You are a daughter of the Most High God. Jesus, the firstborn amongst many brothers and sisters in Christ. So Jesus has made a way for us to be in him. But recognize your ID is going to be questioned regularly. Who are you? Who are you? Who do you think you are? Question marks over you. You've heard the phrase, a doubting Thomas. Has anybody not heard that phrase? Well, doubting Thomas is, that phrase comes from the Bible where Thomas doubted who Jesus was because the 10 disciples had seen the resurrection of Christ. They had seen him. They'd seen Jesus. But Thomas was missed out. I think it's divine because Thomas was missed out so he could be used in the Scripture for this purpose. And Thomas said, I won't believe it till I see it. And I could put my hands in, in amongst the holes in his hands. And what happened was Jesus appeared to them six or seven or eight days later. And when Jesus appeared to them, Thomas believed. So Thomas had doubts, but he then did believe. And it's an encouragement for many people who go through doubts that there's times when we do doubt, but we can come through it when Christ affirms us in who he is, but also who we are in him as well. Three things about Thomas. Number one, doubt impaired his ability to believe. That's horrible. I hate that. When you're riddled with doubt and you're struggling with doubt, it impairs your vision. It impairs your mind. You struggle to think right and see right. The good thing as well with Thomas here is, number two, faith does not depend on tangible truth. Faith does not depend on tangible truth. 
In other words, if we can't see Him, it doesn't mean He's not there. God is there. God is here. His presence is here. And number three, believe in God even if we do not see Him. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Congratulations. But this is for us here this morning. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. John 20, verse 29. So we have not seen, but we have believed. They were eyewitnesses, but we believe on the testimony of the eyewitnesses and the evidence of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives today. And that's awesome. I love that. How great is our reward of those, for those of us who have not seen him, yet we believe. That is a wonderful thing. So congratulations on your faith here this morning. You will be highly rewarded because of what the Word says, which is incredible. Now, the point of the sermon this morning was to, to know who we are. So we need to know who we are in Christ. So we are sons and daughters of the living God. Know who you are. And secondly, know where we are going. We need to know where we are going. Now, just to clarify, to know where we are going is sometimes easy because God gives us a word about where we are going. Sometimes we complex, we make things complex, or we, or we complicate things rather, because we try to work it out with our our human mind, how we're going to do this, how we're going to walk in it, how we're going to perceive it, how it's going to work out. And we try to come up with a plan and, you know, all these things. But God sometimes just gives you an unction on stuff. But it's important that we do have plans that are subject to His purposes in our life. So we do need to know where we're going. One of the things I love about Abraham in the Scripture is Abraham Knew, knew where he was going in God. Now, when you go back to Genesis, God spoke to Abraham and said, now, leave your, your, your father's house, leave your family home, and go to the place that I'll show you. But Abraham doesn't get shown where he's going until he actually arrives there, and the purposes don't work out until he gets there. But here's the thing. Abraham knew who God was. He knew who he was as a son of God, but he also knew where he was going. And you might look at the Scripture and say, no, he didn't, eh? Well, the reason he knew where he was going is because he knew who God, God is, and he knew who he was in God, and he believed his word by faith. And here's the most complex part of knowing who we are and knowing where we're going. To know where we are going takes an incredible, incredible amount of trust. In other words, we've got to trust God. Jesus taught his disciples to pray, give us this day our daily bread. I love that prayer. But I want to tell you at times, the times I've hated that prayer. I'll tell you why, because I want to know where I'll be in three months or six months or 10 years. And at times it's been most frustrating. But I've had to lay down some of these things and say, God, lead me day by day. I know where I'm going. I know who I am rather, but I also know where I'm going in you. Because one of the things is God will place that journey in you of where He wants to take you. I know people who've been Christians as teenagers where God has placed on them what they will do, and they've walked out in obedience for decades. I know others who are still scrambling around <laughs> trying to find what they're doing, but it's okay. God is with you. And God will lead us and guide us on our journeys. 
and God will take us, and he'll, He'll lead us where we're meant to be going. But here's the thing, to know where you're going in Him, the key is in Him. Because as we're secure in who we are in Him, we, we don't care about knowing all about where we're going. But we need to know where we're going. That might sound, con- sound confused, but the fact is we can know where we are going when we're secure in who we are in Him. I know where I'm going today. I know that God has called me to preach. I know that God has called me to lead churches, plural. I know God has called me to do certain things. So I, I will stick to that track, and I'll stick to that lane. What's your calling? That's my question to you this morning. What's your calling? What's God asked you to do? Jesus went through horrific ID uh, complications with the devil, where it was like such a huge question mark over who he was. But Jesus knew who he was, and he knew where he was going with his Father. Because the Word says that Jesus only did what the Father revealed to him. Isn't that awesome? So the question mark over your life is, do you know who you are? The answer might be yes. Do you know who you are? We, we know who we are in Christ. We know who we are in Him. That we are sons and daughters of the living God. That we have been bought with a price. And ladies and gentlemen, you need to know that every temptation, every test, every trial, everything that you go through has usually got a question mark over who you are in Him, who you are in Christ, your connection with your heavenly Father, your connection with Jesus the Messiah, your connection with the Holy Spirit, your relationship with God. And that's a huge question mark that the enemy tries to bring against us. I want to challenge you here today. Do you have question marks that are strangling you? Are you surrounded by doubts or doubters that are strangling you? Do you have people around you that are are, are doubting the call upon your life? You know, one of the best places, the best place for me for encouragement, for for the call and the knowledge of what what God's will is, is within the Word of God. One, One of the places I find divided is within the church where I look for prophetic encouragement, sometimes you get doubters and you're like, oh man, give us a break. Let's hear the word. Let's hear what Jesus is saying. Let's hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. You know, people should know better. And I, I, and I hope this morning we can communicate that it's okay to be positive as a Christian. Is that okay? Is that okay? It, it, it's good to be positive. It's good to be an encourager. It's good to be a blesser and a builder upper of people. It's important that you as a wife or as a husband, as you become the voice of God, not the voice of the snake. Am I speaking to somebody here this morning? Listen, that's such a word within relationship, within marriage. So often the snake, the devil comes in and he places doubt and he uses the wife as the voice of the enemy within a Christian marriage against the husband. Or vice versa, the husband comes in as the voice of the enemy rather than the voice of God, the word of encouragement, the word of God, and affirming that person in their ID in who they are in Christ. Watch out pastors, watch out leaders if you're someone that's called to lead others as well because so often we can limit others because we're not really sure who we are in Him. I've known leaders in churches where, or whether it's a pastor or a small group, where they've, where, where they've put limitations on the people that they're leading. 
I know someone who said, God has given me a vision, and God is going to birth this vision in me, and this is going to happen, and God's going to use me this. And, and the leader said, you know what? You're complete and utter fantasy. And you know what happened? The person who had the vision and the dream, it all came true. Oh, my goodness. Be careful as a Christian brother or sister in Christ. Your realism might be negativity. Come on, your realism might be negativity. But let's be the ones who are the voice of God. Let's be the ones who, who, who are filled with the Holy Spirit and affirming people who they are in Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes in a conversation, we, we need to turn that around to who he is and who the person is in Christ because often people can talk around, you know, this is going wrong. That, that's going wrong. I just can't cope anymore. And it's like so negative. And sometimes you say, do you know Jesus? That's what I say to people. I say, do you know him? Do you know him? Do you know your Bible? Do you know who you are in him? You're a child of God. Stop mourning. Stop complaining. Stop whinging. Come on, stop being negative. And rise up knowing who you are in Jesus Christ. Because when we rise up in who we are in him, we can encourage others in who they are in him. Not from a perspective of negativity. And, you know, I've only gone to this lid, but I believe by the Spirit of God that when we live that life of limitlessness, where we take off the lid off ourselves and know who we are in Him, that we can go above and beyond any place we've ever, ever been before. It might be that you're from a family where people have only gone this far in education or this far in business or this far in marriage, but you're saying, God has called me to go this far in Him. And it's time to rise up and say, God has called me because I know who I am in Him. I know my calling. I know my destination in Him. I know that I've been called by God, and I know that God is going to use me. And God, I want you to use me in that place where I see beyond the beyond. I don't want to, I don't want to see with limitation. I don't want to see with lenses of fog. I want to see with lenses of faith. I want to see what you've got for me because I know that what you've got for me is above and beyond what I can think with my natural mind. So, Spirit of God, speak to me. Reveal to me through your word. Reveal to me through your holy prophets what you want to do in me and what you want to do in others as well. Because in Him, all things are possible. Why is it that the Spirit of God speaks to people where they feel like He gives them a word and, and Fiona mentioned earlier about we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. How come in the journey of faith, sometimes we're surrounded by such a, a great cloud of doubters? And it's like, oh my gosh, what's going on here? But listen, recognize your ID. You belong to Christ. You are His. You're a child of God. He's going to use you powerfully. Your past has no power over you. Your present is not your, your, your horizon. Your horizon is in Him. And by faith, you can see beyond the beyond. Come on. Come on, you can do it. And church, recognize the, the Word of God says that greater is He that's in us than He that's in the world. So the power of the gospel has the, the seed of the Word of God has incredible power to take us beyond the beyond. You might have a loser mindset and say, God, deliver me of this mindset. Let me think with the mind of Christ. Let me think where you want to take me. 
You know, I was so encouraged this morning when I was sitting down in the coffee bar doing these, what do you call them? What's the points? PowerPoints, sorry. PowerPoints. I was doing these PowerPoint slides because uh, I thought, you know, it's good for people to be able to follow kind of where I'm going. So anyway, I did these and two of the young men in the church came in and I said, I, I always ask people, you know, questions. I never say, how's the weather? Okay. I sometimes say that, how's the weather? But in the main, I'm kind of provocative, prophetically provocative, not in the flesh. So I just said, what are you doing with your summer? And both of them came back separately and said, I'm going abroad. I said, fantastic. Thanks for leaving us for the summer, but we'll be all right. So I said, what are you doing? And one of them's going to a, a big uh, camp thing in America, and one of them's going on a, a, a trip to, um, uh, is it Zanzibar, I think it's called? And I was like, oh my goodness, that is awesome. And I just love that sense of adventure. Because one of the things that happens when we know who we are, it, it causes us to step out, you know? I call it a wee shimmy. I don't know if that's a Dundee or a Scottish word, but when you shuffle your feet, I call it a shimmy of faith. You're like, oh God, help me here. And it's a wee shimmy of faith where you just say, God, I'm going to take that, that, that little step. I'm going to take that action. I'm going to do that thing that you want me to do. Please help me, God, as a, as a press in and do this. It might be that, that someone asks you, can, can you lead my small group this week? And you're like, no. But I want to challenge you. If your leader here this morning says, do you want to lead that small group? Just say, by the grace of God and by faith. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but yes, I'm in. Just say it by faith. And I'll, I'll tell you something. God always honors faith. He honors faith. Where you step out and do something and say, yes, God, and you feel like a plonker, you feel like an idiot, you feel like you're running on empty, you feel like, I don't know what I'm going to say, but I want to tell you, God shows up as soon as you step in. Come on. So as soon as you step in and say, it might be in, in your, in your uh, university work where, where you're saying, I, 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 I feel God's prompted me to do this, but it'll look silly. But as, as you step out, something will happen. Either you'll face hellish opposition or the favor of God will just breathe on it. And if you're facing opposition, it's because God's building character. So if you get that tremendous favor, just run with the wind. Surf with the wind. Just love it and enjoy it because the Holy Ghost is upon you. I'm so delighted this morning that I'm preaching to a room full of winning Christians. Do you know that? I'm delighted. I know that some of you... Some of you are battling with a, a losing mindset, but I'm challenging you. I'm, I'm going to keep going. I'm challenging that losing mindset here this morning. It's time to get it off you. It's time to say enough is enough. God, you have drawn a line in my life, and you, you are telling me, and you're calling me that I am done with this old phase of negativity. I am done with this place of being burdened and feeling unblessed. I am done with that place of feeling cursed. I am done with that place where I'm, I'm battling and struggling with debts, and I'm stepping into with responsibility. I'm going to respond to you, God. I'll be responsible with what you've told me, but I'm going to do it in Jesus' name. I'm going to run with you, Heavenly Father, because I know your calling is upon my life. God has called you for great things. God has not called you for nothingness. 
He's called you for great things. And I want to announce to you here this morning, these great things, some of them will happen in one full dose with some people, but most of us, it'll be day by day, little by little, as you make that choice to say, I am a child of God. I love that song. I am a child. I, 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 I try to sing it, but I'll refrain. I am a child of God. I love that song because it's talking about how great he is and who we are in him. And it's important that when we worship him, we affirm him, but we need to know who we are in him. I love that. I love singing that song quietly in the car when my kids are listening as well, whispering it, I am a child of God. Yes. So when I'm on my own, it's, a, it's like football match galore. I am a child of God. Come on. Woohoo! So, uh, I'm just glad there's no uh, voice recording in the car. So, um, so listen, know who you are. Do you know who you are? Oh my gosh, that's all three of you. Do you know who you are in him? Yes. Come on. Do you know where you're going? Yes. yes. Where you're going is with him, okay? So if it's not all revealed, three months we'll do this, nine months we'll do this, six years we'll do Who cares? I'm in him. And that's the Jesus model. Give us this day our daily bread. Come on, can you handle daily bread? Come on, do you think the children of Israel in the wilderness, they were given manna every day? If you could supply supernatural manna as you get stuck in and read the Word of God on a daily basis and just say, God, give me your Word. Help me, feed me, help me push through this. I am a child of God. I'm walking at this. Do you know that some of you need to almost build that mantra into your day? You're so riddled with doubts and fears. And just say, God, I am done with this. I am a child of God and expect the best. No longer will I tolerate these things that I tolerated in the past, but on this day going forward, I tolerate everything, all your blessings, everything that you have for me in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's all stand to our feet. We're going to sing, we're going to sing nine more songs of worship. I'm just kidding. But I think we're doing one or three or two or one, whatever it takes. So let's just pray just now. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you that your word has power. Thank you, Jesus, that you went through every temptation so that we can be free from the power of the enemy coming against us. You've overcome that so we can overcome that on a daily basis. And Father, I pray for anybody here this morning that needs just, just do it quietly between you and God. Just ask God for forgiveness where you, your mind has been like, oh my goodness, just say, God, forgive me. Forgive me for that mindset that's not been in Christ, that's been of someone else, and help me to have the mind of Christ as I move forward. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.